Hey, you guys, you are listening to The Spoken Series, a six-week study on the book of Psalms. This is an incredible study to encounter God through these words in scripture. It will teach you how to connect with him through prayer, how to worship him, and give you the words that you're needing and looking for to talk with your heavenly father. If you didn't already know, we actually have a study, a book to go along with this podcast series. So head to our website, www.forthegirl.com and purchase your spoken Bible study. It is so incredible, full of so much truth and direction to walk through the book of Psalms this summer, www.forthegirl.com. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the For The Girl podcast. We are in week five of our spoken series going through the book of Psalms. Today's episode is for the girl who feels awkward at worship nights. And you might have seen that title and you're like, this is hilarious. (laughs) I can't believe I'm listening to this. But this episode is actually so good and so important. We're actually going to be looking at some Hebrew words that described worship from the Old Testament. And I think you are going to love, love, love this podcast episode. It's a little different than anything we've ever done before. And I think it's going to give you new vision and new just like energy and excitement for the next atmosphere of worship that you find yourself in. So pretty excited. Good. Yes. It's an incredible episode. But before we begin, we are phoning a friend. I hope you guys have loved this little segment. We think it's pretty funny. The anxiety we have before we call these people uh, is pretty hilarious. It's, it's high. You just never know what they're going to say. Like, yes. I never think about how weird my phone calls are when nobody's listening. That's true. So today, though, we're going to call my dad. My dad, his name is Chuck. Chuck Wilson, he is precious and cute and like literally loves me better than anybody. So he's a pastor. He's a pastor. So we're going to get some wisdom from Chuck. We're going to get some wisdom. All right, let's call him. All right, dad. Hey. Hi, dad. What's up? Oh, nothing. Just hanging out here in Nashville. What are you doing right now? I am. I've just run up to the church and I'm about to drop something off at the cleaners and then head home and take care of grandpa. I love that, dad. That's so nice. Dad, what are you eating for lunch today? I am. uh, uh, Somebody brought by some barbecue last night, so I'll probably be a little bit of that. Some barbecue. Say hey to Ken's. Ken's is here right now, too. Hey, Chuck. Hey! Hi! I hey, miss you. Kids. Oh my goodness! Well, you guys uh, having a uh, having some fun? Oh, we are. What, what do you call it, Mac? Oh. You're creating content. Creating yes. content. We're Dad. especially having creating fun right content. now. Dad, speaking of creating content, you're actually on the For the Girl podcast right now. Yes. So pretty fired up. Right? Pretty exciting. So we want to hear from you, Dad. Uh just uh we just need to hear some like some wisdom from you. Some wisdom. Some truth. Something that you want to speak into the lives of the For the Girl podcast listeners right now. On the spot. Bring us a word, Pastor Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Tuck. Pastor Wilson. (laughs) 
Well, okay. All right. All right. Romans (laughs) chapter 13, verse 12. You guys, all of the women of delight, you get your get your Bibles out. Read it from the message because it is just such a great scripture lesson. And it it speaks about uh, the night is about over. The dawn is about to break. Uh, Keep your eyes upon what God just might be doing. So, Mm. you know, that's one of the uh, more unusual things about this crazy pandemic we've been in uh, because, you know, it has pushed us in so many ways we never imagined. But we're getting close to the very end and we have opportunities before us like never before, mm-hmm. like never before, That's as true. we return, as we return to um, to uh, what God would be having us to do in this uh, in this new context. Another great lesson is the book of Hosea, chapter. Oh, I, I can't remember right offhand, but I was just reading it this morning. But uh, Hosea's saying the same thing. He's saying, uh, "Be awake." to those mm, things where God good. would have you see at work. So. Good. Wow. How about that? What a passage. Bringing us two passages of scripture just verses. Of just mind. right off top of mind. Pretty, pretty amazing. Dad, we want to be more like you. <laughs> we do. Dad, this was so fun. Thanks for letting us call you randomly and, and just well, thank you, being Matt. a good sport about it. Uh, so shall I talk about my baby girl for a few minutes? Oh, yes. Dad, you got 15 seconds to talk All about right. your baby girl. My little baby girl, well, yeah, she may be the favorite in the family. I guess we might have to say that. Uh, Really not. But I do adore her. And thank you all for allowing her to have the context in which she shares so much that's in her heart. And I am profoundly grateful for a a deep, deep partnership with uh, another one by the name of Kins. Yes. So thank you, Kins. You all are stronger together and never Amen. forget that. Okay? Amen. Amen. So good, Dad. This was so fun. We love you so much. Thank you, you guys. Bye. Bye, Bye Dad. Love you. Bye. Love you. Wow, that was sweet. So sweet. I love him so much. (laughs) I love that he said he wanted to talk about his baby girl. And then, of course, he had to be like, and now, kids. I'm really glad they got the shout out. I loved his delay and what he was going to eat, too. He was very uncertain. (laughs) He was like, ah, you really caught off some barbecue. I know. <laughs> so cute. boys, boys, they don't know so what to cute. do sometimes. Uh, well, that was we, really fun. I know we should jump into our episode now. We're going to be talking all about worship. So let's get into it. Yay. All right. I am so excited to dive into our topic for today. Ken's today's episode is for the girl who feels awkward at worship night relatable this is unlike any episode we've ever done before i'm (laughs) pretty excited about it i am too i often feel awkward at worship night like what describe the feeling to me of you feeling awkward at a worship night well first of all this is probably me just being like way too selfish and like thinking that everybody's looking at me and caring too much about myself in worship because worship is not about ourselves, right, ladies? Mm. It is about getting before God and honoring him, praising him, locking eyes with him. So anyways, we'll get into that in a little bit. But 
What was your original question? Like, what is describe to at worship me nights? you feeling awkward like on a Sunday morning Just at like, church uh, or awkward at a worship night? I mean, there could be multiple different situations. Maybe I invited a friend to church that doesn't super know the Lord. And so yeah. when I would normally raise my hands, I feel awkward raising my hands. Or maybe there's a cute boy sitting behind me. I mean, this is not relevant anymore, but in the past, yes, there's a cute boy behind me. I'm like, I don't know. What should I do? How should I worship? How does he worship? What should I do? Should I copy him? Yeah. Maybe I feel like awkward where I'm standing, that I'm going to hit the person next to me. Yep. Um, maybe I am awkward because I think I'm singing too loud. And if you guys have heard me sing, I'm not very good and I feel uncomfortable because I feel like other people are listening mm. to me. I mean, the list goes on and on of how we can like be self-consumed in worship and be thinking yeah. of ourselves. So I'm glad we're bringing clarity to yeah. worship and how to feel comfortable, yeah. confident, worshiping God. I'm so excited about this episode too. And to be totally honest, I think the truth is we've all grown up. Kent, I hear your not slacks. me actually. Oh, somebody's check your some own slack check your own mac check is your it own. me it's me wow that's embarrassing <laughs> um, wow no, okay. lesson number one of this podcast is to take ownership, take of, your ownership of your instead own instead of blaming other people too quickly your own shortcomings okay yeah but i think we've all grown up with so many definitions of what worship truly means you know some of us grew up not ever going to church at all and so you don't even know like just the thought of worship sounds weird and uncomfortable and you're not really sure some of us grew up in more traditional churches where there was organs and hymnals and you know it was maybe felt a little stiff and like awkward and you know do you do you sing do you not sing do you like tap your toe do you, oh that's too much don't tap your toe you know just things like that <laughs> Some of us That's grew funny. in like super charismatic churches where, you know, people were waving flags, they were dancing, they're falling out like and I think that the truth is a lot of us don't really have a, a great definition of what true worship looks like, what worship is like, what does it actually mean to worship God? Because we only see it through kind of our cultural context of today. You know, I think a lot of times when we think about worship, we think about like Elevation or Bethel or Maverick City Music is kind of like the big worship groups of right now. And so oftentimes we start to attach that with more of a cultural thing rather than a, a connection and a spiritual thing. And so our goal for this episode is kind of for you to just wipe the slate clean. Whatever you've thought mm -hmm. worship was before, we actually want to go to scripture, yes. look at scripture and look at some of these really cool Hebrew words that describe what worship was like in scripture and get back to like, hey, we don't care what culture says about worship. We don't care what like the cool Christian kids are doing. Like we want to worship God in a way that like God actually invites us to through his word. And so we're going to do that. I'm really yes. excited about it because I think we could all use a little bit more freedom in the way we worship. Yes. I think we could all use a little bit more purpose in the way we worship and just what I love about worship is that worship is a way to encounter God and to like praise him for the ways that he's shown up in our life. But then also for him to like give us direction, for him to give us movement, for him to give us next steps, for him to compel us to be his hands and feet in the world. And so I think yes. this is going to be a cool episode. Me too. And worship is so personal, which I love that as well. So as we read through these different ways to worship, how we see worship in scripture, mm. I think some of you guys will resonate to some more than others. 
days you're like, oh my gosh, I love to worship like that. Like I yeah. encounter God that way. It feels like heaven opens for me when I worship like that. Like you're yeah. going to relate to some more than others, but I think there's a little something for everybody yeah. listening in every yeah. one of these things. I can remember actually one of the very first times that I um, was in a worship setting and I kind of was like curious, I guess, about mm. like worship. Like I had never really even considered like, I kind of grew up in church and went to church and went to youth group here and there kind of, um, but never really like got into worship until this very moment. And I remember it was just a season of my life where I was like, okay, I'm hungry to see God move. This is about my junior year of high school. Um, I was going to Francis Chan's church. Shout out Francis Chan. He's back. You guys do you know, we might have him on those podcasts. Francis, please, we want you on this podcast. Shout out Francis Chan at Francis Chan. Oh, wait, you're too cool to have an Instagram handle. Let's go, Francis. Okay, but you guys, I was at Francis Chan's church and um, they have an incredible worship service situation. And I remember watching this one girl worship and this sounds so creepy and weird, but I was in high school and I was new to this. And so I remember looking at her she kind of like crossed her hands under her chin in a weird way. I don't know. That's and I was like, okay, wait, that feels like mellow enough. That feels like approachable. I was like, I feel like crossed I could, her hands under her chin. Yeah, like kind of like praying under her chin. Like, oh, okay. I thought I know. for some reason in my head she was like cupping her chin. No, like kind of praying under. <laughs> oh, her like chin. praying hands under the chin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For exactly. the visual. For, for those the visual. Of us that needed yeah, the visual. I, I guess praying. Like hands, the tips not of her fingertips were kind of like touching, touching her, her chin. chin. Okay. I remember looking at her and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to worship like that. Okay. And I really did. I literally, I was like worshiping just like her and for like probably weeks. And then I was like, okay, wait, I feel like I'm not really like, this isn't doing it for me. Slowly got more comfortable in worship and um, started to maybe raise my hands or open my hands or do whatever was more personal to me. But I think this is just like super relevant. I think they often like look at our pastor and how she worships or we look at like our um, friend and we're like, okay, I want to worship like that. Or maybe you were at the delight conference and you saw Mac worshiping and you're like, oh, I want to worship like Mac. Mm-hmm. I want to worship like her. And we kind of like do this thing where we like kind of subconsciously copy the way yeah, other people worship. And so I just want to invite you guys as you were talking through these things to just like make it personal. Like mm-hmm. the way you worship should look completely different from the people around you. Most likely, of course, there's going to be similar things, but um, it should be personal. It should be intimate and it should be like the thing that you can do to encounter God in worship yeah, and so that's so I've learned good. a lot about this you've learned a lot about this and I'm excited to talk yeah, about it me too and this whole conversation comes from really our psalm that we're studying in our psalm study this week which is psalm 95 and it's a psalm that really shows us how to worship and how worship tunes our heart to almost like beat wholeheartedly for God. And so Psalm 95, it says, come, let us sing joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and it stole him with music and song for the Lord is great. God, the great King above all gods in his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker for he is our God. And so words that I see in this psalm are things like sing 
for joy to the Lord. Shout aloud. Ex- come before him with thanksgiving. Extol him with music and song. I see bowing down before him in worship, kneeling before the Lord, our maker. All of these words. And what I love is that, um, if you know, the Bible was originally like written in Hebrew. And so what's interesting is a lot of the translation, when things are translated from Hebrew to English, you know, they've been translated through all these different things. Sometimes they lose the depths of their meaning. Mm. And so we actually want to go to some words that are kind of used as ways to worship God, but we want to go to the Hebrew of them, not just like the English translation. We want to go to like the original Hebrew to really understand what does it mean to worship? And so we're going to look at several, we're going to look at four Hebrew words today that all come from the book of Psalms and really begin to get a cool picture, not a picture of culture, what culture says, how we should worship, not a picture of like, you know, how the cool kids are worshiping these days, but like, what does worship actually look like from God himself? How does God actually invite us in to worship him wholeheartedly and freely worship him? So, uh, our first Hebrew word, Ken's, I thought, you know, these are Hebrew words. We don't really know how to say these words. I thought I'd pull up some pronunciation. So the first one, if I were to guess, would say you pronounce it Barak, Barak, Barak. But let's let me let me play the pronunciation and see. Oh, I gotta turn up my volume. This is why I had my volume up, by the way. Okay, uh, here we go. Here we go. Barech, 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 Yeah, you really gotta get that. Barech, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think guys. I do it better than you. Okay, let's hear it. Barech, <laughs> barech. Okay. For my own sake, I'm just going to say Barack, but uh, yeah, Ken's give it to us one more time. Barack. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Well, okay. That means to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. That go. means. Move on. That okay. means. Okay. That means to kneel or to bless God or to bow down. So, Barech means to kneel. And where this comes from is this comes from Psalm 72, verses 12 through 15. It says, he will rescue the poor when they cry to him. He will help the oppressed who have no one to defend them. Long live the king. May the gold of Sheba be given to him. May the people always pray for him and bless him all day long. And so that word bless him, that translation is actually the Hebrew Hebrew word, barech, which means to kneel or to bless God or to bow down before God. God. So what we're saying is worship. One way we can worship God is to literally and physically bow down or to kneel before God in worship. It communicates that God holds a place of importance and helps us to remember how great he is. We posture our bodies to literally bow down before him. It's not a way of like, you know, begging or like making ourselves small or lowly. Sometimes it is, but it's an expectant attitude saying like, God, you are so great and I'm going to bow down before you. And isn't it cool how that can literally posture your heart to remember that even when, you know, sometimes you're in moments of worship and maybe your heart and your mind and your spirit can't connect, but Mm. your body can connect first. You can kneel down before him in worship. And I think oftentimes that tunes are the Mm. rest of us, our heart and our spirit to recognize how how good and how big and how holy God is. Yes. And so 
Kens, have you ever like yes. bowed down before God in worship? Like yes. kind of funny, right? <laughs> yeah, I think for me, this is one of those things like, I don't know if you guys can really, I, sometimes I get into a Sunday service or another night of worship and I feel like a little bit of pride in my spirit. I don't know, maybe it was something yeah. I went through through that day. Yeah. Maybe it was something I did. I don't know, pride's starting to seep in there. We know that pride is, is not from God. And, mm. um, you know, I really do believe that um, one way to really break pride in our life and in worship and to like, you know, if pride is just right in the way in worship, it's going to be really yeah. hard to like feel and encounter and feel freedom in the presence of God. So I think one of our first response to pride in worship is getting on our knees because it's yeah. a really humbling posture yeah. before God. You know, yeah. I think of all the things we're going to walk through, this is probably the most like intimate way to to hear God you know you're down low yeah. with him um and I love that and I want to say one thing really quickly okay I think that and I'm only saying this because I've been guilty of this I think we often judge people in church services who are on their knees we're kind of yeah. and I've been there I've been like whoa dramatic drama like, yeah, yeah like on your knees that's real and um, I just want to honestly confess that, that like those people are encountering God. They're humbly getting down before him. And mm. I don't know, maybe someplace, some people it could come from a bad place in their heart, but most likely they're just like hungry to see him and wanting that intimacy. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, if you have judgment in your spirit towards somebody else that's getting down, bowing down, like you are not going to be able to encounter God mm. through judgment. Like you just really aren't. And so yeah. I just want to speak to that person too. Like there is full freedom in worship to like get down on their yeah. knees, like no judgment. Yeah. There, like they're just we humbly sh- coming for the God. Yeah, like we should be excited for them of that like moment of surrender. And it's yeah. funny, I, I prepped for this podcast episode last week, and this Sunday I was in church, and um, I found myself really distracted. I don't know if you ever get that way in worship, but like I literally was like trying to worship, and then my mind was thinking about so many other things. Like I just I couldn't find myself present and centered in the moment. And I remember preparing for this and saying how like sometimes worship can literally mean the way you posture your body. And I was like, wow, I need to posture my body right now. And I was sitting in a row and I was like, I can't posture my body right here. So I literally was like, okay, I'm going to get out of my row and I'm going to a new church. I've only been here like three or four times. So I'm like, I'm not like comfortable here yet. So this felt weird, but I was like, I'm going to get out of my row. I'm going to go to the back and I'm going to get on my knees. And I literally did it. And it was like, honestly, at first I was like, cool. I was like, this is vulnerable. I did. I felt like kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, are people looking at me? Like whatever. But it was so cool because after like 30 seconds a minute I like felt my I felt the distractions in my mind literally kind of like wash away and I think it really was so much the way I'd postured my body in that moment of like I was like surrendering before God of like saying hey I'm I'm pushing all of this aside I'm like getting down before you right here right now you're the only thing that matters in this moment and so I get it it feels so uncomfortable like you feel like people are looking and kind of what I realized is like I got afterwards I got back up I don't even think anybody noticed you know I don't think anybody noticed like even my roommate that I was with she never said a word to me about it you know it's just like so I think getting out of your own head and realizing people aren't looking and so the next time you're in a worship night maybe you're feeling distracted or maybe you're just feeling it like get down on your knees like kneel out kneel before the Lord I think it's an incredible way to kind of start with your body and then it'll tune your heart to connect with God so that's that's right our first one Ken's one last time Barak. Barak, which means to kneel or to bless God or to bow down. Okay, okay. our next word here. I'm going to, Ken, do you want to see what, what your guess is of how to pronounce this one? Yes. Tauda. 
Tauda. Okay, let me get our pronunciation up for us. Here we Ta-da. go. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Toda. Toda. I'm gonna play it one more time. Toda. 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 That's way easier. That's way easier. They're really missing the W there. Yeah. But it's fine. Toda. Toda. Toda means to extend hands acting out of thanksgiving for what has or what will be done. I'm going to say that again. Toda means to extend your hands acting out of thanksgiving for what has or what will be done. This comes from Psalm Mm. 50 verse 23, which says, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. So that translation, giving thanks, if you read it in the Hebrew is going to be toda, which would mean, but extending your hands out of thanksgiving is a sacrifice that truly honors God. So toda Mm. is a type of worship that means you literally lift your hands in a, almost like a spirit of thanksgiving for something that God has either already done in your life or is a way to say, Hey God, I'm trusting and thanking you for something that I'm hoping you will do in my life. And I'm going to have faith that you will do in my life. And like, yeah, I'm so glad we're talking about raising hands in worship because this is just, you know, one of those things that can somewhat be controversial in worship. Like, are you a hand raiser or are you not a hand raiser? You know, like people, I've heard people ask that before. So what do you think about this? It's true. I mean, I think God's calling us that if we want to praise and thank him, like thank him for his goodness, thank him for who he is, thank him like regardless of what's going on in our life to praise him. Like that means a physical a response yeah. of raising our hands yeah. and gosh I think the reason why a lot of us don't is just because we're embarrassed or again it feels dramatic yeah. or yeah. awkward or some awkward it literally feels awkward sometimes we get it and in certain situations more than others mm. but like really this is telling us that like we should praise and thank God and it's as simple yeah. as extending yeah. our hands and I like so believe this like yeah you know I believe that your praise precedes breakthrough in your life. Yeah. Like if you want to see breakthrough in certain areas of your life, you're walking through something super tough. If you want clarity in something, if you need God to just intercede in a radical way, like you better start raising your yeah. hands and praising yeah. him because it's our praise. It's our honor. It's our mm. thanks that will precede the breakthrough. It yeah. will come through praising. Yeah. All right, everybody. I am so excited to tell you about one of my new favorite online clothing boutiques. It is called James and Abel. And what is so cool about this boutique is that the owner, Haley, was actually a part of our James study last summer. And she was so moved by studying the book of James that she chose to name her clothing boutique after it, James and Abel. And let me just tell you, you need to get out your phone, get out your computer, go to the website right now, jamesandabel.com, and get looking around. I mean, go to that new arrivals page. They have the cutest little summer dresses, the cutest tops, the cutest skirts and shorts. I mean, I just put so many things in my cart. Like I'm about to be looking fresh and cool this summer. Thanks to James and Abel. So if you're needing to up your wardrobe game, head to their website, jamesandable.com. Follow them on the gram. And trust me, you are going to be looking so cute out there in the world this summer, rocking your James and Abel. 
We actually have a special code for our For The Girl listeners. You can use the code FTG20 to get 20% off. That is FTG20. And you can go to jamesandable.com to get shopping. What I love is that our raising of hands, like scripture literally says, when we understand the Hebrew translation, it's a sacrifice that honors God. And I don't know about you kids, but sometimes like I can be pretty stubborn if I'm like, well, if everybody's doing something, I kind of want to do the opposite most of the time. It's like a prideful thing in me where I'm like, want to be cool kid and do yeah. something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So honestly, sometimes I get in worship nights and I look around and I'm like, oh, everybody's raising their hands. And I'm like, it's probably, I, I start to think it's probably not authentic. Like they're probably not feeling it. They're just doing it because they think that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. But I love this gives us a new way, like a new purpose behind raising our hands in worship. Like yeah. raising our hands in worship isn't just because everybody else is doing it or that's like what you're supposed supposed to do when you worship it is a way that we can literally bring our thanks and our praise before God for things he's already done and things he's going to do in the future and what a beautiful declaration and promise to bring into worship is like I'm not lifting my hands because we got to the bridge in good good father and it's time to lift my hands like I'm lifting my hands because I want to praise and thank God for what he's gonna do in my life and like I want to declare that and trust that and put my faith behind that and to me that's such a cooler way than it's what I'm supposed to do and so I think if that's you if you're the girl that gets in your head about worshiping and feels like it's too rehearsed or whatever and you don't and you don't want to like follow the crowd like put this purpose behind you know using your body like lifting your hands to show praise and thanks to God yes it's not about just like hype and it's not about just following the crowd or following the theme of the song this is about giving thanksgiving to god and is so so huge when it comes to encountering him there's this new song by the belonging co and it's incredible it's called war cry Ooh! and you've got to listen everybody's got to listen it has to do with raising your hands i'll read just a little segment of the lyrics perfect i lift my head in the battle i set my eyes on your face my war cry is praise i lift my hands to the heavens i will call on your name my war cry is praise like you know when you are going through those hard hard moments my if you're praying for somebody in your family if you want them to come to know the lord raise your hands thank him like our war cry is praise praise so thanksgiving same thing so good okay so go listen to that song too okay little shout out we love it so toda is to extend your hands to lift your hands as an act of thanksgiving okay next up we got our third hebrew word here we go i think this one is maybe Tahila, Tahila, maybe? Let's hear. Okay, here we go. Tehila. Oh, Tehila. Here we go. Tehila. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tehila means to sing praises or to sing out of the spirit. Sing out of the spirit spontaneously. Okay. Tehila means to sing praises or sing out of the spirit spontaneously. This comes from Psalm 22, 3, which says, but you are holy. O you who dwell in the holy place where the praises of Israel are offered. The praises of Israel would be uh, this word Tehila, which means to sing praises, sing out of the spirit spontaneously. So this mm. means to sing unrehearsed or unplanned praises to the Mm. Lord. This can be like adding words to an existing song or even singing in the spirit to the Lord. You know, like sometimes when you're in worship and like the worship leader like starts coming up with something like spontaneously. Yes. We like to call it ad libs. Some ad libs. Yeah. But this is, this is Tehillah. And, and, 
and literally what this is saying is that like you don't have to be the worship leader to do this oh like, yeah that's right you can literally that be right you can literally Amen. be ad-libbing and singing out of the spirit spontaneously and that is an act of worship that we yes. can use to honor God with. And I think this is actually like pretty cool because I think sometimes when we go into worship, we don't think about the fact that like sometimes we're just so we it's become so rhythmic and so like yeah. structured and so like, like karaoke. Okay, yeah, I'm just singing the next verse because it comes after this. But what does it look like to almost freely sing the things that God's putting on your heart? Like and yes. even if you're not a great singer, like I think that there's something really beautiful and again I think singing is ultimately like what tunes our heart to connect with God on a deeper level which is really yes, cool yes I believe that it's actually really funny I um my parents live they also have a house here in Nashville they have a gym above their garage it's kind of amazing but yeah. anyways I will go up there and like work out in the morning or whatever and it's just me in the gym and it has like a little surround sound situation okay. going on and I it's just this. like one room and I um love this place because I like after my little workout I will turn on the music the Sonos and I will blast some worship and just yeah. be singing my little heart out in wow. there and it really is kind of the only time that I'll you'll do, do this yeah. yeah do some app the freedom situation. of this yeah the freedom in this and so wow. but I always encounter God through that like I just like get out of my head of like the rehearsed stuff and I start to like really connect with God and like sing not just the words but I sing to him like there's mm, a difference you know so when good. your eyes are locked yeah. on him when you yeah. feel his spirit and you just press in a little deeper actually like asking what you need like the song that's maybe be being sung isn't what you need and like maybe you need wow. to ask and connect that's with good. God through prayer like in a different way that's so um, good maybe it needs to be a confession maybe it needs a praise maybe it needs to be a declaration of his character I don't know but you need to get a little more yeah. crazy and worship in that way and for anybody who's like feeling awkward of doing that in church I just want to encourage you because honestly I haven't really gotten there yet where I can be like totally. shouting that in totally. church yeah I also don't have a good voice but maybe start in your car or That's maybe good. start in your room alone or wherever you can like just starting yeah. to practice honestly kind of does take practice to learn how to tune out the rest of the world yeah um like seriously there's w a lot of windows in this gym and I still sometimes like I'm like oh no is somebody looking outside <laughs> this is awkward yeah and I'll be like okay wait no no one's looking number one no one cares number two and this moment is for God alone number three and then all of a sudden new things come out of my so voice good. and so yeah, yeah it yeah. takes some practice I was telling Ken's reminiscing on a story with her recently of we went on a mission trip to Mexico when we were in college and on this mission trip we would like at night we would worship together and just like sing and all this stuff and um, I think a lot of you guys know that I used to do music back in the day but I, I was pretty retired at this point like and I was pretty like avoiding music at all costs like I was like not wanting to be the music girl at all and I remember being in the back corner and we were just having kind of like some ad libby time they were literally like told us they were like you know just like sing whatever God puts on your heart right now and most of the people in the room were like no, and I kind of was too and then weirdly enough like I feel like God kind of gave me this little thing based off of like this passage of scripture that I've always loved that's actually mm. a psalm and I remember singing it and then it was funny because like the whole room like the 
the girl who was leading worship like kind of picked up on what I was singing and she started singing it too. And then everybody sang it and it was like yes. a really cool moment. And then I remember we had like a delight worship night and they made me sing it at this delight worship <laughs> night. And it was hilarious and kind of funny, but I just thought it was cool because I remember uh, one of the girls coming up to me and being like, oh my gosh, like I encountered God so much through that little moment of worship. Like that was like what I needed. I needed that mm. moment where like those words that you were, that you were singing and I was like, oh, it's so cool. And so I think that's yeah. so cool it could be the breakthrough for you it could be the breakthrough for the person next to you and I think like we shouldn't be so contrived and so controlled in worship there's a beauty to like to letting the spirit lead like literally letting the spirit lead the words that we're speaking in worship that's something powerful yes could you give us a little um, I don't remember it I don't I'm so sorry did you know I was gonna ask yeah and I was like absolutely not (laughs) it's like how extravagant is your love how wide how deep how tall something it was like something like meteoric or like some big words you know I like big words Uh, yeah she could give I can't remember I don't go back Mackley Wilson yeah I don't remember I'm so sorry. She used to be a country singer if you guys yeah. are new to the podcast and don't know. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so Tahila, sing praises, okay. speaking out the spirit spontaneous. We have our last one. We have our last Hebrew word. Do you have a guess of how to pronounce this one? Hala. Okay, here Hala. we go. Let's hear it. Halel. Halel. Do you want to hear it one more time? Halel. 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 You really have to come in with Halel. Like Halel. Halel. Okay, Hallel means to be clear, to shine, to boast, to show, to rave, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish, to come unglued. Translation for that means to get <laughs> wild. Get wow. wild, Kent. Let's Hallel means to get wild in worship. This comes from 1 Chronicles 16. It says, David appointing the following Levites to lead the people in worship before the ark of the Lord, to invoke his blessings, to give thanks, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. So the translation for that, give thanks and praise the Lord, the God of Israel, is actually Hallel, which means to get wild to come unglued it's actually this word is used more than 110 times in the old testament which is super interesting and what it means is to kind of celebrate in a way that's almost foolish that's almost like kind of like people are going to look at you and be like what is going on with them um but isn't that what worship should look like? Worship should be us not caring at all what anybody else thinks, but just yes. getting wild before the Lord about how amazing he is and how wonderful he is. You know when it's like an intense sporting event? You know when you're at a sporting event, like a hockey game, and like yes. it's a close game. People are just like, you know, these are strangers. You don't even know the people around you, but like someone scores a goal. Goals, is that right for hockey? goals goals right you're getting you're getting a goal someone scored a goal and like you're high-fiving strangers you're hugging strangers you're cheering like whatever and that's all because of one goal in a hockey game like that should be our praise before the lord times a million for the things that god has done before us like i feel like we should almost be hugging strangers and high-fiving people and like dancing around and acting foolish and being crazy before god because of all that. that god has done before us and i think it's kind of funny that like it's easier to feel comfortable celebrating at a sporting event than it is celebrating at a worship night and that's just kind of backwards if you think about it and so I think like what literally like 
biblical worship means to come unglued, to get wild, to get That's crazy right. before the Lord. And how I think we all need a little bit more of that. That's true. It's funny because when I think of the Bible, the older days, I always think they just like sat there quietly and like yeah. sang hymns. Um, dun, dun, yeah, dun. like because Psalms are hymns yes. or whatever. And it's yeah. like, huh. Yeah. But clearly that's just not what happened. They are going wild and worship. It might have been hymns, but they were singing them boldly, yeah. loudly with their hands raised, potentially jumping around, doing whatever they can with their physical body to like get past themselves, like stop thinking about myself and just like start encountering God. You know what I think is funny? What? I think it's funny that quiet time is called quiet time when, mm. you know, it should be called loud, crazy wild time. time, wild yeah. time. Come on. Wow, time. Because yeah. really like it. And, you know, I want to say on one side of the coin, it's like, you know, this is maybe not going to be like an every single morning thing yeah. when you get crazy and wild. But maybe at some point throughout your day, there can be a moment where you encounter God in a cra crazy, wild way. And then yeah. especially yeah. when you get in an atmosphere of worship, I think that it's just really fun to start getting comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, encountering yeah. God and thinking less of yourself. This really takes just like thinking less yeah. of yourself. Yeah. And isn't it cool? Like I was literally thinking back, I'm like, gosh, when's the time where I like, got wild in worship? And I think about like I, one of the ones that came to my mind was after the last delight conference, which was virtual. So it was just our team there, um, kind of like a smaller group. But after the conference was over, we like uh, someone put on a worship song or whatever and like I mean we didn't have a band this is literally just a recording of a worship song and we were like stood in a circle and like almost did like had one person like run down the middle and like we're screaming and like dancing yeah. and like it was such a fun thing it wasn't just fun yeah. but it honestly I felt like we were expressing our thanks and our gratitude towards God yes. and it was one of those things where it was like bonded us closer and yes. tighter and like something happens in worship free worship wild worship yes. that is you can't even begin to describe just the fruit yes. of it. It really does draw you closer into the heart of God and connects you with God's people. Yeah. And there's something super cool about that. And so I would, I just hope that the next time you're at a worship yeah. night, you just think like what it would look, what would it look like for me to get wild for the Lord as an act of worship? Not because it, I'm getting caught up in the hype of the moment, but because yeah. this is a way that I can express my gratitude, yeah. my thanks and my praise before God. And so I love that what we did is we didn't, we didn't look at the cool crowd and what everybody's doing, but we literally went to scripture and we looked yeah. at these Hebrew words. I'll just recap them real quick. Um, the first one, I can't remember how to say that one, but <laughs> which means to kneel or to bow down before God. Next time you're at a worship night, posture your body in a place of kneeling. Posture yourself to worship him um, just through getting on your knees. The next one was toda, which means to lift your hands out of thanksgiving for what he has or will done. So next time you're at a worship night, like lift your hands before him, like literally give thanks for how he's already moved and what he'll continue to do in your life. Yes. Talila was to sing praises or to sing out of the spirit spontaneously, like don't don't be afraid to ad lib, get crazy. Like, what is the spirit putting on your heart? Sing it out before the Lord. And then the last one was halal, which means to get wild, to come unglued before God, to dance, to to jump, to run around, like to be crazy yes. and wild before the Lord. And I think these are cool things of like we're coming before the Lord in a posture of worship to connect with Him, and mm. we're not doing it because everybody else is doing it. We're doing it because literally this is how God says that we can come before Him in worship through His word.
which is yes. just powerful. How we can encounter him. Yeah. So for that girl who's feeling awkward and worship, um, I just want to challenge you to try some of these things and yeah. connect the dots. Like remember getting on your knees and just to get on your knees. It's to encounter God. It's to humble yourself before him. You know, raising your hands isn't just a part of the hype. It's literally giving thanks to him. Yeah. So doing these things, cool. make that yeah. connection. Like there is so much connection there. There's so much purpose there. And I just want to challenge you to get outside of your comfort zone. Start to think less of yourself. Start to just like do whatever makes you feel a little bit weird. For some of you guys, that's going to be getting on your knees. For some of you guys, that's going to be raising your hands. For others of you guys, that's going to be getting wild in worship. For a lot of you, maybe other than the singers, it's going to be ad-libbing during the song. So <laughs> we got all kinds of things to work on, you guys. Um, to begin um, feeling more selfless in worship i would like for you to right now wherever you are say these hebrew words out with me all right okay okay here we go here we go go ahead people repeat after kids there you go good job (laughs) we're getting we are getting wild in worship already (laughs) okay second two this one you need lift your hands and say it lift your hands girls lift your hands the girl next to you staring at you in the car doesn't care she might just think you're talking to actually scratching the ceiling of your car. Yeah. yeah. Tauda. Tauda. Oh, it's actually Tuda. Toda. 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 Say it. Say it. Okay. Then we got te, te, Oh, shoot. Tehila. Tehila. Oh, yeah. Tehila. Tehila. Sing it. Sing it. Tehila. <laughs> Sing it, girls. Okay. Last one we got is Hala. <laughs> Good job. Not as scary as that, but Hala. So it's like taking a breath out. So ready, girls? Hala. Okay. <laughs> you guys, we are already oh, getting gosh. shameless in worship. This wow. is amazing. We love you guys. Let's get wild in worship. I hope you learned something. And I can't wait for you to encounter God through this. We'll talk to you soon, fam. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this, we would love for you to leave a review. I know everybody asks for reviews, but you guys, seriously, seriously, this is really important. It will help us get to the top of the chart. We seriously read every single review. We screenshot them and text them to each other. And we're like, we oh do. my goodness, this means so much. It's actually so one much. of my favorite downtimes. Yeah. Just scrolling Same. through. It's so fun. Yes. So we will see what you write. Send us a little like sneaky message on there. Yeah. Say a hey. winky winky. Yes, and we will know that you listen to this right here, right now, and you went to leave us a review, and you're basically our best friend now. That's so. right. We're I besties. love that. I love that. You guys are amazing. Thanks for being a part of the For the Girl fam. We love y'all.